Hey everyone, how's it going? This is Azarin the Language Nerd here. I'm the owner of the Calgary Language Nerds and welcome to today's podcast episode. I'm going to get right to the point today because I don't have a lot of time. I have a long list of things to do. This is one of the things on my list, making this podcast. And uh, I don't have a lot of time to dawdle around and fumble on my words and go on tangents today. I would like to share a hypothesis that I'm working with in my mind on the best way to learn a language. Obviously, everyone listening to this podcast has probably heard of or has perhaps even tried many different ways to learn another language. And I think all of us can agree that there isn't necessarily a one-size-fits-all answer, meaning there's not one method to learn a language that is going to work equally well for every single person. I think this goes without saying. However, I have a hypothesis that I'm working with and I'm thinking about it. I'm actually reading some research about the topic as well to see if someone's already established this or perhaps disproven my hypothesis. But the hypothesis is the following. I think that while there are many different methods that will work quite well to learn another language, for the vast majority of language learners, the best methods are going to be the ones that A, are interesting slash engaging for you, and B, incorporate plenty of active study or active learning principles. Let me say that again. My hypothesis right now is that many different ways, many different methods will work to learn a language, but whatever you pick has to be engaging slash interesting for you, and has to incorporate plenty of active learning principles. What does this mean? Well, let me explain. Let's start with the interesting and engaging. This is the most straightforward. If you are bored with your studying slash your practicing, you are going to learn slower. If you don't like the way that you are studying slash practicing, you're going to learn slower. If you're stressed by the way that you're learning and practicing, you're going to learn slower whatever methodology you're using has to be something that keeps you interested and engaged. If not, it will have a negative impact on your progress in that language. And very likely, you are not going to reach whatever does, whatever level of proficiency you're aiming for. If you don't even have a specific level of proficiency that you're aiming for, what's going to happen is you're not going to learn the language for very long because you're not enjoying the process. That's black and white. And I think that goes without saying. In terms of the second element of my hypothesis, which, which is where I said you need to have plenty of active studying in whatever methodology you're using, this means that you have to be challenging your brain. You have to be challenging your brain when you are learning. You have to do things that that challenge you. It can't just be fully passive and you have to apply your knowledge. It's a mixture of challenging yourself and applying your knowledge. It's not passively learning only. Let me give you some examples. Some people have learned a language by taking lots of classes. Great, that can work. As long as you're in the classes, you are absorbing the information being taught and then you are trying to apply the knowledge that you're learning. So maybe you learn how to use a specific tense and then you go home or maybe even in the class, you write out different practice sentences using your brain, using the tense that you learned. That would be an active learning strategy. 
or perhaps you're someone who goes to lots of classes and then they go home and they listen to all the textbook audios over and over and over and they re-listen and they try to understand they look up the words they don't know this is challenging and it's actively you are actively trying to apply what you are learning meaning it's not you did not just take the textbook audios and learn about the language you actually tried to push your brain and take steps to genuinely understand what's being said not just answer the comprehension questions although answering the comprehension questions might be a good first step it might be one active learning strategy another example might be maybe you're the type of person that learns by talking to lots of people wonderful that's great because you're always talking you're fumbling on your words you're trying to find the right way to communicate what you want to say it's challenging and you are applying your knowledge you know maybe you're the type of person who who has learned by doing lots of listening and and reading i've met people like that they do lots and lots of listening and reading a little bit of speaking but not that much and yet they're still able to speak this is a definitely uh exists people like this exist but it's the same concept that while they were listening they weren't passively listening they were actively listening they were listening carefully they would look up words they would think about what they're hearing they would think about the messages they would picture themselves using the phrases and words that they're learning it's active you're actively engaged with what you are doing with your learning and i think that my hypothesis as of right now is listen there might be 100 ways to learn a language i don't know if that's the right number but i'm picking it out of a hat because i don't necessarily know if it's an infinite i don't know if there's an infinite number of ways to learn a language maybe there is maybe i don't know but my 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 gut says that while there isn't one way that works for everyone there probably are like 39 ways and one of 39 is going to work for everyone that something like that sounds right to me i'm guessing but it feels right but whatever methodology you're using my hypothesis as of today is that it has to keep you interested and engaged you have to be enjoying it and it has to be a methodology that incorporates plenty of active learning principles. I'm doing a lot of research on this right now. I want to make sure this is right before I talk more about it. So far it feels right, but I want to spend some more time mulling it over, talking to people about it and working out any kinks in this hypothesis that I have. And my plan, assuming that I decide to move forward with this hypothesis and I I do feel confident about it more than I do now. My plan is to actually create uh some kind of a a mini series maybe it's on on a podcast and YouTube and Instagram like a 12 video, 10 video, 8 video, 30 video a certain limited series per se where I break this hypothesis down in far more detail. I talk about okay, what does active learning actually mean? Let's define this. How do you do active learning for language learning? What are 29 different ways you could approach actively learning a language. Let me break them down. How could you learn it by listening to music? How could you do it by watching TV? How could you do it by going to classes? How could you do it by listening to podcasts? How could you do it by using my um not using my, sorry. By taking private lessons. How could you do it by on and on and on. I want to break down some common pathways that people can take. that implement or apply uh active learning principles 
So, so that way you've got, you can pick a pathway that works for you. I think this is a, this is, a, what's the word? A gap, or maybe this is something that's missing right now in, in the language learning world, I suppose. Everyone has their method. Link, the, the application, L-I-N-G-Q, amazing, amazing application. I'm a big fan. And Steve Kaufman, the individual who created the app, and many of you probably follow his, his work online, he has his method, I suppose. And it's a very effective method, by the way. His, and his principles are quite sound. It will work for a lot of people, right? On the opposite end of the spectrum would be someone like Benny Lewis. He has a very different approach to learning languages. From what I have seen, that would also seem to work. When I look at what he's saying, it will work for a lot of people, but they have their method and they have their framework, which is wonderful. Having a framework to follow is better than having no framework to follow. Picking a framework is a great idea, whether or not it's perfect or not. Having a framework is way better than no framework. So that's important to know. Having a framework will work and it doesn't have to be the perfect for perfect framework for it to work. You know, I was listening to this university lecture on on YouTube the other day, and they were saying something like, the, the lecturer was saying something to the effect of, you could cut down a tree with a bronze axe. You could cut down a tree with a with a modern day axe, which with a nice wedge and is made of steel or something like that. You could cut down a tree with a saw. All of them will cut the tree down. And yes, the saw will likely do it faster than, well, in fact, it will do it faster than the bronze axe will, but the bronze axe will still work. And, and the language learning connection, I suppose, is you don't have to go looking for the saw. It's actually not important. Cutting down a, a tree with the bronze axe is way, actually, here's what I'm really trying to say. It's way better to have a bronze axe than to have nothing in your hand if you're trying to cut down a tree. Meaning if you're trying to cut down a tree and you come across a bronze axe and that's all you have, you may as well use the bronze axe. Now you can look for a better axe while you're using the bronze axe. That's wonderful. But don't say, oh, that's a bronze axe. Oh, that's gonna take a long time. Let me leave it on the ground. No, pick up the bronze axe and start using it and simultaneously look for a better axe. Because then when you find the better axe, at least you've cut down 20% of your tree. Whereas if you left it on the ground and just kept looking, by the time you find that next better axe, you know, you might have wasted so much time and you could have been simultaneously cutting with that bronze axe and made some actual progress. Does that make sense? So I forget how I got on that tangent, but eh, there's a reason for it. Oh yeah, I remember. So you have to have a framework, but I think one gap in the language learning world right now is there isn't a single place you can go that will break down in extremely clear and concise terms. Here are there, here are 10 or 12 or seven, I don't know what the number is. Here are a certain number of very common pathways one could take depending on your learning style to learn another language. Here's Here they are broken down. Pick your pathway. That's in my mind what I'm debating putting together. I think it can be a really great idea and I'm on the fence of putting that together. I just need to make sure my hypothesis is sound before I make something like this, but I think it can really help. I think it'll help a lot of people because then you can pick your pathway. 
as opposed to going, oh, Azarin's saying this, that's not quite right for me. Oh, Benny Lewis says this, that's not quite right to me. This individual says this, I don't know about that, you know. I'm gonna say, okay, listen guys, here's 12 options. Pick one. One of them is gonna work for you. Or maybe even a mixture of the two. I think something like that can be a good idea. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. I appreciate your attention as always, and we will speak very soon. Bye for now. Thank you.